me, Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast that publishes on podcast services at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming every single Monday. Patrons, get it first. Thank you guys for subscribing, hitting the like button, leaving a comment below, telling your mom, telling your dad, telling your dad's um, brother, telling your uncle, I guess that's what that is. Thanks for telling everybody. I know you guys are doing it. I see you sharing. I really appreciate you. We did it. We made it to another week. Didn't we just do this like a second ago? Weren't we just doing We The Gamer Cast? Is, is time flying for you guys like it is for me? I asked this of, uh, of Taylor in a second who, um, I'll get to that in a second. I'm getting a little far ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. I I can't believe I'm still saying that. That's a thing that I've been saying for going on seven years, you guys. This December, it'll be seven a seven-year anniversary for We The Gamer Cast. I've talked. I get to, you know what the coolest thing is? And I've been on a journey with this show for many, many years, obviously. And uh, part of the journey was me hiding it from everybody who I knew in real life. <laughs> and um, over the years and many years, I have started to open up about that a little bit more. And lately, I've been able to just kind of say, like, you know what's really amazing is I've been able to have literally hundreds of incredible conversations with people from all over this planet and we just like get to know each other and I I don't know man it just gives me like totally different perspective on life and the way people live their lives and the different paths and the different choices and all of these things and I think that's super cool man and guess what you get to see it and hear it and and learn about it as well just because you're listening and that is incredible holy crap man we are here we're doing it and uh, we're going to keep moving man I appreciate every single one of you guys, and I appreciate everybody who supports us uh, to a ridiculous degree at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, especially our ultimate producers back at the top, Robbie Bobby Miller. Thank you, Robbie Bobby Miller, for renewing your support at the ultimate producer level. Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels at Quest, uh, sorry, youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels. Dallas Ford, the co-host of The Blame Game, along with Argo. Go support those guys at YouTube. The links are in the show notes. Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown with his new album In My Element on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Skinny Matt, hosting Carpool Gaming Community Game Nights at twitch.tv slash SkinnyMattK. Thank you, Skinny Matt, for doing that. And um, all the links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Marcus McCracken, Becky Rubin Navarro and RJ Kern, and all of our gold members, Anna, Argo, Cecily Carota, Dallas Robbins. I don't know why I sang that Dallas. <laughs> you get a song. <laughs> Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. And once again, thank you, Robbie Bobby Miller, at that top dang tier. My goodness gracious, you guys are crushing it. Speaking of Patreon, uh, everybody there at the, the exclusive tier plus gets a whole bunch of amazing content. We dropped a new console war room this week where uh, me and Ryan went up against Badbit and Mr. Kyle over at the trophy room and we we talked about our fantasy critic and we have a brand new song <laughs> which which some of you heard but if you haven't heard it, you're going to have to go over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming to check it out. I basically did a, um, you guys remember that CeeLo Green song? The F you? You, you guys remember? Forget You, I think it was called. Um, yeah, we, we kind of a little take on that and i think it's good some people seem to think that it's good so so go check that out uh ryan turford and i just uh, yesterday actually we recorded our sixth and well we we, we covered the sixth book in scott pilgrim and that kind of closes things out and we found some pretty deep meanings i would say in book six so really really nice to 
get a clo- some closure on that. Upcoming on the Geek Outs, by the way, is the Scott Pilgrim movie. And next week, the uh, Dragon Ball Super Superheroes movie comes out. So we, we're, we may be putting a little something something together there. So we're getting a little excited about that. I've got to catch up on my Dragon Ball Super, but I, I, don't, I don't mind doing it. The Pants Patreon podcast is there as well. Uh, so please, guys, go check it out. Lots of, tons, like almost, maybe even double. We may have reached to the point where we have more content going out on Patreon than we do everywhere else. So please go check it out. If you like the show, you can support us and then you get a whole bunch of, you get a whole bunch more to uh, just make sure that you're not so alone <laughs> with your own thoughts. What am I even talking about? I don't know, man. Um, I am feeling a little bit better this week. I will tell you guys that I, uh, I've been complaining. I've been a bit of a, a bit of a whiner over the last, I don't know, month or so, but I'm back at it back to the gym this week. Did a 10 K on, I think Monday, maybe Tuesday. And then I did 11 on Friday. I've got to get my mileage up here, you guys, because, um, this is the time of year. Some of you guys have been, uh, around for a number of years. This is about the time when I sign up for a, um, a charity run for suicide prevention in memory of my, my dear friend, Justin Ching, uh, who died of suicide in 2014. And I can't believe it. Like just blink an eye and almost eight years coming up on eight years. Uh, we've done a run for him every single year. I take a huge amount of personal pride in, showing his family that he will not be forgotten, at least in my heart. And I've done a half marathon once before when I was in decent shape. I'm, I made the decision to do the half marathon because I have done a couple 10 Ks, just kind of like training, just, just training runs, um, at the gym, at the rec, at the rec center lately. And I thought I'm, I'm really actually not ready for, (laughs) for a half marathon. Like the jump from 10 K to a half marathon is literally more than double the distance. And I'm running my slowest 10 Ks right now, but, but these charity things that I've done, I've always tried to push myself. It really started with, um, the world's longest soccer game that we did for 33 hours one time. And then we did 66 hours another time. So, uh, that was one thing Then we did a bunch of bike rides, which if you're a cyclist, it wasn't a big deal, but for me, it was really pushing myself. I remember thinking this is literally the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, I've done those rides a couple of times. And so just for this one, for a cause that's so close to my heart and, um, Justin was, just an incredible athlete. Like, that's the thing, man. He was such an incredible athlete. He was so dedicated. Um, he was so strong and so fit. It's just such a, such a shame. It's so sad. Um, but I will, I will be running a half marathon and I'm going to put the link to the donation page in the show notes. And thank you so much to James already for being my first supporter. We'll be doing some, we'll probably do some sort of stream because basically between now and the end of the year is when charity work really starts to amp up for me personally. We'll be doing this run. Um, I have another run coming up for, uh, for, for cardiac research, uh, for heart health and that kind of thing. And then also, of course, extra life. So, um, don't worry, Lee Navarro and Extra Life and everybody over there. Basically, give me until the end of September to take care of these <laughs> fundraising things. And then end of September, we're really going to be amping it up for the fundraising efforts. We've got some logistics stuff to take care of for Extra Life. If you guys are at all, by the way, if you're at all interested, even a little bit, um, about attending Extra Life live with me and Mr. Babbitt and Kevin Ainsworth and TPR and Awesome Dave and gosh knows how many other people I'm not mentioning here. There's there's a ton of us. Ryan Turford, I'm sure, is going. Um, a lot of us are going to be there. It is an amazing time. Lee Navarro does just an absolutely exceptional job of putting it all together. You'll want to be there. You won't want to miss it. You're going to see us on the internet. You're going to wish you were there. So do the thing now. 
let us know. You can tag me or Lee, which is Nisiar in uh, in the Extra Life channel in our Discord. Nisiar is raisin backwards, which is amazing. I'm not sure if anybody else has has uh, realized that on their own. When Lee told me that, I just my head damn near exploded. Holy crap! So I'm getting. I'm trying to get back in shape, you guys. My mental game is strong with these runs. I'm just, I'm taking it slow. I just got to make sure my body, my body keeps at it, man. But like my, my passions are high. I got to tell you guys, like I'm loving the video games. I'm loving the, the content that we're making game. Like there's too many video games. Um, Two Point Campus, Cult of the Lamb, Xenoblade 3, Mario Kart 8, Fall Guys, Forza Hot Wheels. There's a bunch of games I want to play with my joystick still, guys. There's too many things, um, but that is a good thing. But between that and the fitness journey, and I've recently pulled my electric guitar out of storage and dusted it off. And actually, it's funny because I took it out of the case and I showed my kids and they're like, oh, is that a new guitar? I'm like, no, this thing is actually like, not, like when I think about it, I've had this guitar for a very, very long time. I should be much better at it. Um, but more on that, maybe at a different point in time. I'm realizing as I'm saying this. That, that TPR and I should have been talking about guitars. We talk about steel. <laughs> We're going to talk about something completely different. And I hope that you guys enjoy that. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm like, my days are flying by. And, and I guess what they, they say is true. Like time flies when you're having fun because I'm every moment of every day. It's I'm, I get to do something awesome. And that is so cool. I hope the same is for you. Um, if not, hopefully it, it gets better. But at least there's a couple moments. Hopefully there's a couple moments in every day where you're like, man, life is Life is okay. How about that? Do I have anything else I need to tell you guys? I think that's, I feel like I've missed something. I feel like there's something else that I'm supposed to say. But um, maybe maybe Ryan Turford will correct me in the in the show notes or something. Who knows? Holy crap. Thank you guys so much, by the way, before we get into it. Thank you for all of the kind words uh, for last week's episode with Jose. Tons of wonderful comments uh, on Twitter, especially in the Discord. Again, one of my favorite things is when you guys listen and just tag the guest in the Discord or on Twitter and let them know that you've enjoyed their chat. That is amazing. And I knew as soon as, like, I mean, I actually knew if I'm just going to, like, I'll be a little braggadocious here. I knew ahead of time that that's basically what we were in for with Jose. That's why I wanted to talk to Jose. It was just perfect. So thank you to to Jose. And again, ask what, not why on um on the Twitter and in the in the Discord as well. Lots of references to that, by the way, too. And speaking of references, I'm going to be, uh, I'm talking to TPR in this episode. You guys can see that in the episode title, obviously. Uh, but TPR recently started uh, a new podcast, joined Save the Media, along with Kevin Ainsworth and crew over there, started the PlayStation podcast called No Limits. And um, we now know him as Taylor. And he he wanted to let us know. You guys can you guys can call me Taylor. And, and um, gosh, this is the last time I'm going to mention it, Ryan Turford. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> but Ryan Turford called him Trevor on the Xbox Drive after he, after Taylor made a you know just made a made a thing just to make sure we can call him Taylor. But Kevin called uh, Ryan called him Trevor. <laughs> I just called him Kevin. Anyways, this is a thing. I just wanted to explain it. We're really just taking jabs at uh, Ryan Turford. So please enjoy my conversation with my good friend and yours. TPR. I shouldn't have bought the 3060 Ti. That's that's all it really comes down to. I shouldn't have okay. bought that one. Yeah. I got the 3070 recently in June. Yeah. Finally. So. Yeah. So yeah, what do you, what can, do you, how are you pushing it these days? <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Now I can buy my 3070 to play 10 year old games. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 
Can I play Crisis? I'm sure I could play Crisis. Honestly, I'll get Cyberpunk one day, and when I do, it'll be on PC, throwing the rays mm -hmm. at it and all that jazz. What What is, like, don't you... I don't know, like, am I thinking about this in the wrong way? Like, don't you install it and go, like, okay, I'm going to, like, do this. Like, what's the first thing you do when you install something like that? Theoretically, right, that's the idea. I, I think the first game I played after I installed it was Yakuza Kiwami 2. I wanted to see how it ran in the Dragon Engine. Yeah. Um, which is like Yakuza like a Dragon's Engine, which chugged on my old PC at 1440p. Mm -hmm. So, so I tried it there and it ran well. But yeah, other than that, I haven't I've been playing much my PC for the past couple months. This is how I am. I go in phases like a pendulum, a swing mm -hmm. to one side. Right now I'm in Nintendo Land playing Zelda. So much playing Zelda. So much Breath, like Breath of the, of the Wild? Wild. Really? So much Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Didn't it's... you just start a PlayStation podcast? Like, aren't we talking about two of like the the wrong systems? Yeah, here? I did. I did start a PlayStation podcast. You know, I'll be playing Last of Us remake in like. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, man! Yeah. We are. It is upon us. Like the apocalypse of video game releases is happening. Right. I know a bunch are getting delayed, but holy crap! And then Splatoon a week after that. Oh, how are you doing with Splatoon? I need to play the Octo expansion. Yeah. But I'll probably get it, if nothing else, for community nights and multiplayer stuff and just hanging out with people. Isn't that unreal? Like, this is what I keep saying about Nintendo. Like, they can just drop a game and people will get it thinking exactly what you just said. Everybody else is probably going to get it and I don't want to miss out on a community game night. So I guess I'll just buy it. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm not so enthusiastic about it, but I'm like, I want to have community. I want to play with people in Discord and stuff. So I'll probably, mm -hmm. I'll probably just get it. I saw Joe after work tonight uh, playing it on stream and I was tempted to jump into it. But honestly, like I don't I don't want to be like tired of Splatoon when Splatoon 3 comes out. I like. Right. And I don't I, I don't know. Maybe this is where we can even start things out. Like, do you like I'm struggling a lot with Splatoon because I look at that and go like there, there's not really a lot there. But then that's a good question of, well. You know, what do you expect from multiplayer sequels? People buy Call of Duty year over year. Like, I don't know if you right. had any thoughts on on I, the sequelness. It looks very similar. I think the game. How do I say this? I think the X factor will be the campaign. If yeah, maybe. Campaign is there's a lot of interesting things about wastelands and uh, I don't know. I, I haven't played enough Splatoon to single player or Octo expansion for that matter to give an informed opinion on it, but. From what I've talked to Splatoon fans about, it's they're really looking to see what the single player can do. And other than that, it's just more Splatoon, which they well, they got cards now. You can have that have got cards, that card yeah. game. Mm-hmm. They, they fixed everything. Garrett can go. Can lock yeah, himself that... in a room and do that himself. Yeah. <laughs> they, they should have just said this is for. They could have listed out the individuals who this was for, because right. the the list is so short. Right. Right. Garrett Bland, and that's it. Of course. Who want to play this with Splatoon with free? Like, when you're right, because I, I would love to have something on the single player game, but it really is just like more like what you do in the multiplayer. I could really see them doing some sort of like weird 3D platformer puzzler kind of thing where you roam around. That'd be and great. I think that'd be cool. Like, kind of just some puzzles or whatever. I think yeah, that'd yeah, be that's interesting. Single player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of just. That's really, I feel like that's pretty risky. And I'm very curious to know what people would think of that Good. sort of idea. Dude, Splatoon was a risk in the first place. In yeah. 2015, just bam, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Nintendo. But that's the thing with Furukawa, uh, Furukawa the new, I think that's his name, right? The mm -hmm. CEO. He, he plays it very safe. 
So that might be a culture that's run through the company where it's stick to your guns. Oh yeah. Do what we do. Yeah, definitely. Any risks. Yeah. It's not only that, but also like Reggie's not in the picture anymore. And I don't know if you, did you read his book? I I feel like we, I haven't read his book, but I heard about his book. Yeah. That there were like, he pushed for certain things. Definitely. um, The we, the we sports to be a pack in. Mm -hmm. He pushed hard for that to happen. And it did happen. Um, The 3DS releasing at 250. I think he said he wanted it to be cheaper, right? Yeah. And they're like, no. But yeah, like, and he was right. Like he had, he had such an interesting, like he had, he had his finger on the pulse uh, with the North American uh, audience. And it's curious, like, I don't know enough about Doug Bowser on this side of things. Like, I don't want to speak poorly about him, but I got to say like, ever since Reggie went away and I don't know that anybody's really put that together. It's like, it's not, not the same, you know, they're they're. I think that Nintendo was really like cashing in on a bunch of the the capital they've built up over the last couple of years. They had a really good launch with the Switch. Like 3DS turned out to be pretty good, and not just pretty good, like really good. And now they're just kind of like, okay, well, we're good again. And I just I don't I don't get that sense that they're really trying all that much. Yeah, because they keep selling. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, what are we doing? And I was part like. And I, I, speaking of pendulums, I definitely go back and forth on this as well. Like where I was, I'm buying everything and now I am questioning everything. And it's just in time for freaking Splatoon. Like, dang it, man. I wouldn't say I'm buying all the games, but in terms of where I play my games, like that's, that's the pendulum for me. Like like, I'm I'm playing the five-year-old game, right? Yeah. I'm playing it so hard right now. It's where I play, not necessarily grabbing the new thing. Why why Breath of the Wild right now? What's going on? There's other games. I think, you know, I don't... To give you a good reason of why (laughs) I started getting back into it, I think I just decided one day and then it sucked me in. I've gradually played it over the past five years since I got my Switch, but I've never been sucked into it like I am right now. I I put probably 20 hours in over the past month in that game, which is a huge amount of time for me personally. Sorry, Ryan and Turford and Kevin... Ainsworth. You should call him something else. You should call Ryan something else. I should else. call him Ronald. Yeah. Ronald? <laughs> Ronald <Did> you... Turford? <laughs> exactly. Speaking for me is Trevor Phillips. Yes, yes. He, he Dude, like, I wanted to make sure, I, I really, <laughs> like, I knew, okay, so f- keep everybody else up to the to speed here. Um, obviously, now that you're on your own show, you want, you know, we know, we've known you this whole time as TPR. You really yeah. recently said, like, you can call me Taylor if you want. Like, that's my actual name. So great. So <laughs> right on the Xbox drives, like, oh, Trevor, we want to make sure that we call him by his real name. It's like it's so close, but so far. Oh, man. I can only imagine what you were thinking in that moment. He seemed a little he seemed a little too confident when he said it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I how far I should let this go along, yeah. but I, I so. think I should at least demonstrate that I know your name. So you want to know how I first heard about this was Kevin pinged me on our server. Uh, shameless plug, save the game media. Um, and he said, your name's Trevor now. No, I'm not <laughs> taking any questions. I'm like, what is what is this about? And, and then eventually somehow either he or someone else said, it's from the Xbox drive. And I'm like, you know, I put my heart and soul into this community and this is how I get repaid, huh? Yep. Yep. I know. I know. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. I don't. I don't even want to talk bad about. It. <laughs> like, I, uh, uh, dude, I am not mad about it. I know you're not. I know. I just, you know, it was. It was a thing. It was a moment. It was just like when when Ryan said that Japan's population was three million people, and I'm like, I think like, 
think no. I think that's oh. not correct. Oh, and if you think I'm done with this, uh, foot's on the gas here. Every question oh, I send in for the next probably month or two months will be saying, hey, Trevor here with this week's question. No, that's the wrong direction. Do your Ronald thing. Then, say, this is a question I'll for say, Sean and Ronald. And this is a question for Trevor here, a question for Sean and Ronald. And mm-hmm. that's my plan for the next Ronald. four to eight weeks <laughs> until Ryan sends me a DM saying, is everything okay? You know, this is a half step away from Ryan Turford turning into Ronald Weasley. Like, what other famous Ronalds are there? McDonald. You're a McDonald's guy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's actually really good. Whatever happened? Like, they don't Ronald do like the mascots anymore. Like it's like right. they had a whole like family. I don't even know if you knew this. Like you used to go to you used to go to McDonald's and sit on like this weird shiny furniture, like that would kind of spin around and there would be like a dangerous playscape in the back, like so, a playground. I don't remember that, but I remember being in a children's hospital when I was younger. I wasn't like acutely sick or anything, but I had something special that I needed to go to a children's hospital for for to get looked at. And on like more than one occasion, I saw Ronald, the Ronald McDonald in the elevator. The guy. I'm just, I'm just like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> I, I wasn't more excited after that because my parents didn't take me to McDonald's much. Oh, yeah. It was a special treat, man. Yeah, it was Happy a weird. Boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like now it's an actual like place. They, they they call it a cafe. They try to like make it all fancy and stuff. And back in the day, dude, it was a, that was like going to a, a small amusement park that also served food. Like burgers oh, yeah. and drinks, going and on those uh, the little playground inside and mm-hmm. picking up all non-COVID viruses and bacteria known to man. That's right. Yeah, that was a good time as a kid. Just chicken pox. That was all we had to worry about. Monkey Everybody pox. got theirs. Hey, cool. Maybe, um, I, should, maybe I should get away from. That. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening, man? What's what's going on with you, man? I'm supposed to ask what I just had Jose on last week, and I asked you why Breath of the Wild, and as soon as I said, I'm not supposed to ask why. I'm supposed to ask what. Well, do you What's want to ask on? why? What's okay. going on? No, I don't want well, to. I, I, well, okay. and the thing is, like, I don't even know. It's it's an interesting. Jose has that very interesting um, handle, like ask what, yeah. not why, and it's like that. At first, I didn't really get it, but yeah, like I don't know. I don't even know if I want to know why. I'm often looking for the reason, but there's a different way to get get around to mm-hmm. yeah. reasons for things. So maybe I'll I'll heed his advice and get away from that. So what have I been doing lately? So. I moved into my new apartment for my last semester for college. Congratulations. I'll, I'll, thank you. I'll be graduating in December. And I just concluded my internship at the steel mill. If you recall that stupid mm-hmm. lengthy dissertation I sent to Pants Patreon podcast like three months ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, got, I got to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really fun. Um, did you learn yeah, so much? I did. It was different than anything else I've experienced throughout my education. Um, this is my first time having like an industry summer experience, not doing research or something like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting out of the academia bubble, so to speak. And yeah. I guess number one, it's so massive yeah. being in a steel steel plant. Like the machinery around you is orders of magnitude larger than anything you could think of that that's a mechanical object. Right. Um, and, and like to give you some perspective on scale here, we, not we anymore, but the company I interned at commonly ships or casts plates or slabs that are on the order of 40 tons per slab. What are they used for? So they're, so they, they cast the slabs out of molten steel and then they're rolled and then they're cut, 
and yeah. then they're sent off to the customers. So they're used for a lot of different things. It depends on what type of steel. So one of them is tool, tool steels for making tools that cut other things. Oh, so wow. it has to be really strong. Another mm -hmm. one could be structural, like stuff that's going in your buildings. Yeah. Um, one is automotive. Usually there are other plants dedicated to that. But a lot of the steel plants, I know this is really, really interesting stuff for viewers to hear about steel making, but here I am. So deal with it. I like I like the, yeah. the who cares, man. Like yeah. I think like how what's made stuff is like super fascinating. Yeah, like these things. when you say like tools, everybody's held a screwdriver or a wrench or something, but it's like who thought about like where the heck did that thing even come from? Yeah. You know? So the automotive stuff, so let me back up by saying a lot of steel nowadays are made in specialized plants that are really good at doing one thing, kind of like the assembly line philosophy where we specialize in this one type of steel and we're always making it and that's what we make. And that's where a lot of automotive stuff comes from. Mm -hmm. It's flat rolled, uh, light grade, sorry, lightweight, relatively uh, steel and thin, thin pieces of steel that they use for the frame and other things like that. But I worked at a spe what's a specialty steel place where they make all types of steel. We made stuff for stuff like the, those tool steels. There's, we did do stuff for construction companies, like mm -hmm. what's your bolt? What is the scoop on your bulldozer? Where does that steel? Oh come from? wow, yeah, kind no kidding. Stuff like that. So all these specialized applications. Um, yeah, it's. It's kind of it was kind of all over the place in terms of what all the different types of chemistries we make, which is unique for a steel mill nowadays. Like I said, most steel mills specialize in one or two mm -hmm. things. We do, we did a whole gamut of stuff, and you tr and with that you trade efficiency for variety. We mm -hmm. have the variety, but we like the efficiency because we make so much stuff. We have to adapt the operation on a rolling basis for whatever we're making. Stainless so, what did you do? Can you talk about like what yeah. your role was and what you had to learn? Sure. So. What I did was, um, so let me back up. One of my majors at college is materials engineering. So I was kind of put in the quality group, um, like quality assurance, I guess. But in this case, it's steel quality assurance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But on the production side, not the customer side. And so we had this big cracking problem in our 12-inch thick slabs. And like cracking to the point of it would it would be rejected like mm -hmm. rejections like it's not okay to ship yeah because of all this cracking and what do you do with that can you melt it back down or does that just get thrown out is it yeah done? you can melt it back down but there's an enormous okay. cost with app by the time you catch it you've already done so much processing there's all that money out the window yeah um so they're kind of like what's what's the root of this problem how can we fix it and i'm just thinking about like this junkyard that you'd have out back just like all yeah, these giant exactly. slabs yep, oh really the scrap bay yep Oh my All of our gosh. scrap and stuff we shave off is taken up and remelted and used in future heat, what we call heats or batches of steel that are made. Wow. So that's how that goes. And crap, what was I saying? <laughs> what you were learning, what what your right, role right, was, your what I was quality learning. assurance. Yeah, because yeah. I find it interesting. That, that, and you know what, you get to it here. But like when you talk sure. about like quality assurance, I, I like I look at I think about like the dummy me and probably a lot of other people when something goes wrong with like their car and they lift up the hood and they just like put their hands on their hips looking for something to be like blatantly obviously wrong but they're like i don't know right like looks fine right. to me like unless right. there's yeah. like this giant crack you must be but you must be looking for something else like obviously with the education there like there must be yeah. something else you're checking for quality so um, let me back up and say the purpose of quality is 
to assist the operation. So this is, we're manufacturing steel. So it's about production and getting stuff out the door. But if you let that stuff leave the door unchecked, you could, you could ship out a lot of plates very fast. You could turn over a lot of product, but then your product fails and catastrophically fails through the center, what we call center line cracks and breaks into wall in use, putting people who use it at danger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like people walking across a bridge. Yeah. So they need to check. Good God. Yeah. They need to check. And that check is the quality group to make sure not only we're making our numbers or meeting our goal, but have a goal that's sustainable to make quality product. So mm-hmm. it's a balancing act between production and quality, production and quality. So that's that's where I came in. And for this cracking problem, it's costing them a ton of money each year. And what we concluded, or the conclusion before I came in, was that the cause of it was from the thermal history of the slab while it was being cast. So when you have molten steel, you put it through a caster, which shapes it into like a big rectangular slab, but mm-hmm. also solidifies it. And in that solidification process, you can get a lot of inhomogeneous heat transfer. Your temperature is all over the place, depending on which part of the slab you're on. Yeah. And when you when you have a temperature imbalance like that, things bend, contort, all this jazz can get cracking. So yeah. I was looking at studying the heat transfer in the mold, the mold where that steel solidifies and into this, into becoming a slab. So that's what I did. I did that using, uh, we cool the mold with water that sprays mm-hmm. to the back of it. It's a copper plate and water is fed through it, like upwards, almost up to 1500 gallons a minute, Yeah, which is a lot of water, but that's, it cools the mold and then the mold's cool and it cools the steel going through it. So using that water cooling data as a proxy to work out what's the cooling history like here? Are we as a function of a lot of different things like... But how are you measuring that? Like, are you using some sort of like infrared? So not a thermocouple, which is just a... It's an electrically, almost like a wire-based way of taking your temperature. Okay. Um, And I would like get that... Like, ooh, yep, still hot. Yeah, and I I would get that data through the... That data comes through a server and then I I get it through my computer. And looking at that like, well, let me take a closer look at this and... There wasn't any smoking gun that I found out from it, but mm-hmm. the purpose of it was more of an internal study, not to find something. I feel like that's a really easy way to convince yourself you have a result when you don't. If you if you go to investigate something mm. with the purpose of saying, I must find this, yeah, maybe you probably will. But then you right. look at the truth in the face and the truth says, I'm here. And you say, no, not you. <laughs> and, right, then you get, right. and then you get puzzled down the lines asking yourself, where, where was, where's the truth? Mm-hmm. It, it was like, staring at you in the face and didn't want to accept it. <laughs> what sort of like yeah. inspired you to get in? I'm sure we talked about this last time, but like this sounds to me a little bit, it reminds me of um, the story about the space shuttle and this, this notion of competing interests of you want to make sure that everything is safe. And well, at least with the, the space shuttle, everything's safe, but the quality is there, but obviously like, yeah, like they needed missions to go up. And like, that was such a huge driving factor to ignore some of the, some of the quality signs. Like, I don't know if you yeah, know, so, how familiar you are with that. And you've, st- I'm yeah, sure you've studied so, up on that more than I have. I haven't, I haven't studied a whole lot into the challenger. What happened with the challenger? It was about, eventually it was pinned to about overing, I believe. Yes. And that caused, yeah. yeah. Um, but when it comes to steel making, it's, it's a balance where it's like, I need, do I need to make sure this piece of steel is like a plus, 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 right. In terms of quality. Usually, 
usually not, mm-hmm. but make sure when you want your numbers to be good enough and your quality to be good enough to get to the the customer for what they need. It's really yeah. meeting meeting their specification at the end of the day for their hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars orders for yeah. steel. Um, it's 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 a balancing act. You can't have all of one without none of the other. Although there are some grades that are what we call surface critical, where it's so stupid. Like <laughs> I won't say I won't say the company, but it's hilarious. Got it. All right, they're, they're maybe we'll call you TPR from now on. Yeah, we probably told Trevor. Me. It's Trevor. Trevor. It's Trevor Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they would be like, we want this the service of the steel to be pristine. If there's as much of a speck of something wrong, or we don't want the plate, we want to reject it. Yeah. And the application for what they were going to be using to make the steel for is construction. So you want it the steel to look really nice and shiny that you put on your construct on your machines. So you can market it, I guess. But then when people actually buy it and use it, it gets beat to hell. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's a construction vehicle. And they're yeah. like, no, we shiny need it. Chrome. Yeah. You want it to look shiny on the show on the show floor. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, you know, I'm going to make sure my hard hat's real, real shiny before I go uh, t- throw it into mud. It almost looks like more silly you know like if you're like if you show up to work and you're wearing like oh it uh, does like you know part of the it, culture there if you're too right. clean the yeah, guys would be clean. like the guys would be like new guy new guy. new guy totally no kidding well how did you feel like this seems like a big deal like i did an internship in university but i'm a marketing major man like i was doing like customer research and database stuff and all this like T- completely inconsequential like in in all reality oh, come that's, on it is consequential no it isn't it's not no it we're not we're not talking about like oh if i drop these flyers in the wrong part of the city a bridge is going to collapse like dude okay, it's completely right. different i see what you're saying okay like is that does that weigh on you pardon the pun like like were you like this is still very early in your in your career like did it I don't know. Maybe you just approach it from just a purely mathematical standpoint, and that is right. That's, when I look that's at it. The, I look at the impact that this stuff has. Yeah, it's hard to pin where my impact was, especially going down the. Yeah, it's hard to pin where it was because I don't really see the finished product. It's once sure. it was once it was out of the melt shop, out of sight, out of mind to a sure. large extent <laughs> until it rejects down the line, and you ask yeah. why. Yeah. But other than that, it's like once it leaves the facility. It's like it goes into the void. So mm. it's kind of hard to pin the impact I had there. But I can say, at least internally, I did as I did as good of a job as I could. Yeah. And at the end of the internship, this has been on my mind over the past week or so. And I, so I guess I'm going to talk about it. There you go. So I finished my internship on August 5th. On the last day, or I interviewed earlier that week for a full-time position because I really enjoyed what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And they have an open spot in the quality department. And I had an interview with my manager like that Wednesday. This is like 10 days before we recorded the show roughly. And the interview went really well. My manager recommend, and he, he was there and so was HR. And I thought it went great. And they recommended me with flying colors to get an offer. And the other HR guy also recommended me. And the mentor I was working with through the summer recommended me. Okay. Why am Friday I waiting for a or, bad turn? Yeah, there's going to be a bad turn. Sorry. Oh, so Friday, no. we're, Friday, we're waiting. Well, I, I don't know if bad, but disappointing. So Friday, yeah. it was effectively, I was at, called HR like, so it was the offer coming in today. And they're like, yeah, we're just waiting on it. And 
we get a letter that says, we all get the letter at the same time that says, sorry, we don't want to, from corporate. Okay. Now going, we're, all these people I just talked about were local. Now this is a letter from corporate saying, thanks for your internship. Uh, there are limited position, full-time positions available for your, like for the full-time version of your internship position and quality, but stay in touch. We'll put you in a new graduate program or something like that. And we were all kind of like, what? Yeah. And my, my manager explicitly says, we have an open position in the department that we want you to fill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to be there too. Like they're all gunning for me. I want to do seem, it too. And then corporate it seem just, like it's a, is it just a miscommunication? Like, is there some sort of wires crossed that's here? What I, that's what I think is going on. So my manager sent an email to corporate saying, you promised me this number of new hires this year. Mm. I have an intern who did really well. We have an open position. I yeah. want him to take it. He wants to take it. What the hell? And they so, haven't responded yet. <laughs> sometimes this is a sign to get the heck away from this company. Unfortunately. Yeah. But I hope, I hope it's not the case, but so right now we're just waiting on a response there. So yeah. I was a bit jaded at the end, but I kind of come around on it and kind of shrugged my ego on it and said, you know, if everyone at this plant really wants me to stay there and I know I did a great job, I know I have what it takes to succeed after I graduate wherever I land. Yeah, it, There's a really difference between thinking you can do something and knowing you can do something. Mm-hmm. And I think from this internship, I have the newfound confidence that I surely know. Did you ever so, have any worries about any of that? Like, I mean, it's something you've never done before, oh yeah. so I'm sure there's some natural stuff there. But yeah, like I, I had worries about it because all my summer experiences were not in um, a private setting. It yeah. wasn't. A, it was all academia or public mm-hmm. research stuff. Yeah. So I, I didn't know if I had what it takes to move and groove in industry land, but I think I did. And that's where I want to explore after I graduate. So mm-hmm. at this point, it's, I know I have what it takes and full steam ahead, nice, whether yeah. that, whether this offer comes down the line or not, um, I'll find, I'll find and wedge myself where I, where I'll fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very, you're, you're very just like cool, calm and collected about, it. I feel like this is a huge deal. You know, oh, it's, a, it's, I think it's a big deal too. Yeah. I, I thought about it a lot. I, I wasn't this way. Like the day it happened, I was kind of like, sure. Fuck everyone. I hate. You know, the, <laughs> no like, doubt. No doubt. Uh, well, okay. Not to that extent, but I was, I was jaded. Jaded is really a word to describe it, but mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. mellowed out, had a therapy session or since then. And um, I've kind of come to terms with it. Thanks. And just prepping my resume and preparing for the career fair in a month and we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. No, you'll be, you'll be fine, man. What other, um, what courses do you have left in your, for your degree? Like, have you scheduled it in a way that like your vinyl four months or whatever is kind of fun for the, it's fun. The word I would say lighter. I hope yeah. So, like yeah. a big, the big thing this semester is my undergrad thesis that I have to write. It's like 25 to 60 pages, depending on how long it, how long it's, how many pages it takes me to write it. But basically summarizing a research project I did over the past 18 months. Um, everything mm-hmm. from a literature review to where this fits in the field to what I did and conclusions from it. It's yeah. a technical scientific paper that is a big one. Um, so that's going to take up a good amount of my time this semester. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm taking a cool, I'm taking some cool courses. One's intro to glass science, which seems interesting. How, glass like, how science? Glass yeah. Oh, that's cool. Man. I just yeah. saw a thing on, on YouTube. They had um, a particular style of glass that 
couldn't be crushed or something. It was this weird way of making glass that they, even in a hydraulic press, it was withstanding like a tremendous amount of pressure. Wow. And I thought like, that's, just, it, it, as soon as you start talking about like the, how the steel was cooling, I thought about that. Cause this was something, it was like cooling from the inside out or something crazy mm, like that. Yeah. Awesome. Like that well, the- I, I wish, dude, I wish I was more inspired when I was in high school, like, and not so scared away from the sciences because I think they're freaking fascinating. Like I have such a, although maybe it's because they're just being marketed to me. Like I, I say I'm fascinated by sciences, but it, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's a pretty cool guy. That's and I okay. like the way he talks about these things. Public so. outreach is extremely important. You can't get, it's so hard to get people to get into sciences and STEM mm-hmm. without marketing it to them as an attractive item. Yeah. They're part of the, they're part of the general public until they come into the sciences. Like it's not this bubble. It's not this big vortex of black hole of people that come in. It's people who kind of wander in and find something yeah. interesting and they stay around. It's, I feel like a lot of people overblow it as science engineering and math and stem is a big boss fight yeah and i don't think it is it's just a little more intimidating than some other things at the onset well i mean i i don't want to i don't want to discredit other degrees and other you know undergrad studies and things like that but i like i was friends with the engineers man like i i went i was in marketing i was friends with the arts kids i was in marketing I was friends with my best friend is an engineer and his brother's an engineer. And they, I, I, saw, I saw their work, man. That stuff is no joke. The course loads are no joke. And it's like, I mean, you know, I got to study finances. Like, I don't know. And maybe it's just a, a, a specific brain for a specific like line of study. And maybe if you take um, one student out of one area and you throw them into like fine arts and they're completely lost. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just simplifying it. But I, I look at engineering and, and the areas around it as, exceptionally advanced and you guys should all be making millions of dollars for doing the work that you do <laughs> it's just like it's i don't think it works out like that so i think that's interesting as well that there there are people in sales and in other areas that make like a huge amount of money and it's like well they wouldn't have anything to sell if you didn't have somebody making sure there's no cracks in the dang steel to make up the automobile like it's it's crazy man and i don't know i don't know how you feel about any of that i think People put, all right, maybe this is, maybe I find this slightly offensive and this isn't directed at you specifically, but I think some people have this sentiment that kind of the the other degree doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things kind of sentiment. And I really don't think that's true. I think. I just think it's hard as hell. That's really all I'm trying to say, because I, I, I do think there, it is exceptionally important to have giant portion of the population trained in arts fine arts marketing all these other kind of business like all this stuff like i think that's what makes our society our society i just look at the end of four or five years or however long it takes us and (laughs) you have a bachelor's of science with a major in engineering and it's like dude that kid is no joke like he studied his butt off and it's like there's other degrees and it's not as hard it's just that's i don't know i feel like maybe i'm being rude about it but some degrees are harder than others i think you have a point but also some there is some challenge and i was attracted to that i was kind of curious and um in high school maybe this is venturing into other territory so bass i was really high school i became obsessed especially my first years with basketball that's kind of where i learned how to embrace challenge and act Mm -hmm. self-discipline and work ethic and all these really important core principles that my parents never taught me i don't want to say my parents were parents 
weren't necessarily soft, but they weren't really hard on me Mm -hmm. when it comes to sticking with the skill or doing something great. Um, They delegated that to you. Or to, to somebody else. It. I put that pressure on myself when I was training for basketball. Yeah, but they, they were they put you they made sure you were in basketball and they made sure you were at least in the position yeah, of right, maybe yeah, don't yeah. give them too much credit. But like too- that that's an interest it's an interest whether they did it on purpose or not, but I think it's an interesting strategy. Like it doesn't always have to be the mom or the dad saying, like, thou shalt do this. Like get you in front of like good and inspiring teachers and other kinds of things too. Like it's mm-hmm. there's so many people who who mold you. Oh as yeah, an there individual. was a, a very important teacher in high school that mm-hmm. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gone to the university I did with, yep. to, to, and I wouldn't have found my current majors without him. Um, yeah, another pivotal person in my in my life so far who wasn't my How parents. so? So he got me into geology, which then when I realized in college that geology wasn't as engaging as mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. And then I saw this thing called materials engineering next door, and I started taking classes in that, and that's where I've been spending most of my time. And um, that's where this internship was in, materials engineering. And that's where my research is in. I'm doing my thesis on. And um, so if it if it wasn't for that path, I don't think I would have found this other one. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But as my life would tell me and my past would tell me, that's how it turned out. I love doing that kind of stuff, man. Like just thinking about the different like plot points in your life. Like how did you oh, yeah. get here? I think that stuff is super interesting. I think it's important um to have appreciation for but then i also think it's important that when you identify those it will help you make decisions in the future as well like if you're like keenly aware of the decisions you've made or the situations you found yourselves in or the opportunities you've taken and said yes to versus ignoring i think that kind of stuff is like really important as as life just continues to come at you i i was really hard you know one of those points was accepting this internship I had. Yeah. I got the offer in October of 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what do I, I don't know. I was kind of scared to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, steel mill. This is kind of scary. People die at steel. Like, yeah, there was I a think lot of the Terminator. Of, Terminator, Terminator 2. Yeah. Terminator 2. Yeah. Like instantly, like, <laughs> that's yeah. so stupid. No, it's not stupid. <laughs> that's where a lot of, that's where they're the just simple minded, man. I guess oh, <laughs> this and movie like, from 30 years ago. Do I do this? Do I not with COVID and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yeah. I know I, after school, I want to get into, I think industry anyway. And just, I've never seen anything like this before. So that's cool. I'm like, just take the plunge. What's, what's the worst thing that can happen? I build my resume and that mm-hmm. gets me into the, and the, the worst thing that happens before I was at the internship. I'm like, so I do the internship. I build my resume and that piece of experience maybe gets me in the front door somewhere else if I don't like it. Yeah. It's so like, interesting. Like you're, so you're really at like the, the opening end of this and it's taking me back for sure because there's probably 50 years or so between us. And there's like 15, such a, they're 15, Sean. Yeah. 50, 15 going on 50. It feels like <laughs> okay. it. Trevor. Um, Trevor. Yeah. I mean, Trevor. There, there yeah. is this weird, the, the unknown is so strange because like you're going through and correct me where I'm wrong, but the way that I recall it is, like you're going through the motions, like you're supposed to do, you know, high school and then you go apply and then you go to university and you do the thing. And like, there's these things that it seems like you're supposed to do and everything seems like it's on track. But then like, all of a sudden it almost is like a drop off where you're like now where like the ground is kind of taken away. And you're like, I, I, I have felt like I've been on this track this entire time. It felt like there's a tremendous amount of certainty. And does it feel like the certainty is kind of 
disappearing a little bit or do you still feel like your your path is well visualized so when covid it has to this has to, my answer is going to have to do with the pandemic because mm-hmm. once covid hit that totally took any well sense said. of certainty i thought i had in my life no doubt and tore it to shreds yeah i had to move back to my house for a, sem- a semester mm-hmm. it was dude online like it was i never assume anymore anything is guaranteed or is going to happen and the world doesn't know me jack shit Mm -hmm. and i found that out through the pandemic and that's an unfortunate part of life i think jose was talking about it too that sometimes you can do a hell of a job world doesn't care yeah it will knock you 12 feet under and Mm -hmm. you have to climb back up yeah um and kind of realizing that when the pandemic hit and at the end of this internship, getting served with the, sorry, try again after everyone yeah. recommended you was um, a rude of remind, not a rude, but a pretty stark reminder that yeah. it's not guaranteed until I'm walking through the front door. Yeah. And well, even then it's not, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the pandemic really taught me to get better with being in the moment not looking so forward to things we constantly look especially as people like content creators and people are trying to grow platforms it's always forward forward what's next what's next what's the next thing what's the progression what Mm -hmm. is the stepping stone and i think when we push our mind so far forward we really lose track of just you know the process and yeah and I need to make when sure you talk I about the stuff, it sounds like you've done it before. Like that's the thing that, I'm, and I said this, I think last time as well. You were on the show. Like it just seems. I think the term is like wiser beyond your years. Like you're wise beyond your years. Like I just, I never know how that how that happens. It just seems like you have like this this wisdom. Like are you who are you talking to? Like where are you <laughs> where are you getting this from? Like it's okay. just it's phenomenal oh. to me because a lot of people enter this sort of um, situation and it completely freaks them out. And you're like, well, this is just the way that life goes. Like it's as if you're reliving a life. Right. Okay. So one of them is my therapist. Another is, I think my parents, my parents are pretty worldly minded people. Yep. Um, and I think those few things and also just some introspection. Um, I've spent a lot of, I've had to spend a lot of time with myself over the past two to three years. Large, (laughs) a lot of it was forced because of the pandemic where I just had, I had to reflect and think about where I was in life because I was really, other than my parents when I was at home, I was really the only person who I had to really talk to in person. So, yeah. it, and you was, trust your parents, like you talk to them about, about oh yeah, openly. I have a really like, good. My parents are fantastic. Yeah, they're, that's awesome. They're, yeah, thanks. They're older, but they're great. Um, I, I say, but they're great. Like when I was growing up, that was a big source of insecurity for me. That oh, my parents are older than most, and yeah they're going to die sooner. And, you know, no kid wants to think about that. But as I got older and older, I only became more thankful that my parents were as mature as they were when they had me. Mm -hmm. Because I think some of that's rubbed off on me. Yeah. Um, Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt. And um, where did you start to like, has it always been like this where you could go to them for kind of advice on like what's next? And you do they talk to me a little bit about how that happens. Like, do you come to them asking for advice? Do they kind of like see that you're in a situation and go like, maybe you should think about this. Like talk to me because I think that that relationship is very special, especially when it works where uh, like a, a, a child or a son or a daughter can go to their parents and actually like 
hear something that they have to say and take it to heart and not go, what do you know, old man? Or like, I know better. There's this rebellious kind of thing. Like I talk to me about how you guys ended up with this trusting relationship where you can actually hear what they have to say, internalize it, and then kind of move forward. Yeah. So a lot of the time I'm reaching out to them, I'll, I'll contact my mom or dad, depending both of them are good for, I would, I don't know if I, I contact both of them for some different kinds of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could ask both of them the opposite and they would either answer it or say, no, the other parents better for this question. Ask oh, them. wow. Yeah. But, but the point is I come to them with stuff and they, they are willing to drop everything or if they're busy, c- come back to me with saying, can you talk at so-so in time about it? Yeah. So they're, they're always a, a, available for me if I have mm-hmm. something pressing, which is, that's very nice They're And they're my friends as yeah. weird as that is to say they're, they're two, two of some of my really good friends, my best friends. So. No, I, I think it's something not, again, uh, this is what I like about these types of conversations is it's not something that a lot of people really think about. Like there is a transition in the relationship that happens as you or any any son or daughter kind of like grows up. Like um, kids are kids until they're not. And all of a sudden, like, and they're hopefully, if, you know, everything goes well, like there'll be an adult much longer than there'll be a, a child. Right. And that's that's the lasting relationship between a a parent and and their and their kids. And like I feel like that transition from child to adult and especially like where you are right now is such a critical time for this because yeah. how how do you end up making that transition together where everybody is realizing Trevor is no longer and a, a child anymore we call him taylor now and he's an adult like parents don't want to parents don't want to admit that their kids are getting older yeah. they want them to be their babies forever but there's a, a maturity on the parent's side there's an openness on the on your side for example to yeah grow to be adult friends together instead of what you were before I don't know. Right. I don't know if you've ever really thought of it in this. Yeah. Way. I, well, sometimes I'm talking to my mom and she gets a little overbearing. Yeah. She'll say, she'll just say out loud and admit she's saying, sometimes I'm like this because I have a little trouble letting go. Um, yeah. And like, but she acknowledges that she's self aware and she says it too. Um, but I, I guess it's just, you know, in terms of where this happens and how this happens is, I, I think at least for me, I already take a lot of initiative in my life, I kind of found my way through school. My parents surely, I come from a middle, middle class family. We're not upper middle class. We're not poor. We are dead set in the middle. Sure. And when it comes to paying for university in the United States, uh, it can get extremely expensive very fast. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how we were going to pay it past the first year. And then kind of a that I did exceptionally well academically my first year. And right before my sophomore year started, a huge scholarship landed in my lap. Wow. So thanks. So it's kind of, I got that to go for me. Mm-hmm. And then I found like the apartments I was going to stay at after my sophomore year. And then I found this internship and then I found this and then I found that. So there's a lot of self-advocacy that I think is, makes me, if you say child to adult is a spectrum rather than a switch. Yeah. I think I've already been able to push a lot of that towards the adult direction when it comes to independent decision-making and steering my life. My parents have kind of respected that and gone along with me. I think the dynamic would be so much different if I was stuck in maybe not 
my life was kind of in a taking a, t a turn for the worst or something really bad was happening. And I've had my struggles, but it hasn't gotten to that point. Maybe there, there would have been more struggles, but I've kind of been going up and my parents are going up with me. So I think it's easier for them when I'm already taking that initiative. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's probably true, but I, I it sounds like they're so supportive. They like, they would just be there to help you even if you did. They get, would. Like, and that's the thing. They're always stuff. there to help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like and it I, just doesn't even seem like they, they would even have like that, that term in mind, you know, it's just, right. I don't know, especially if they're on the, on the older side, like they know, they know that sometimes things take time. That doesn't yeah. happen. Like, and no, you're finding that out literally right now. Sometimes yeah. they don't happen like on beat, on rhythm, exactly yeah. how you expect. Yeah. And I've had my issues like anyone else, but I think that's the thing, you know, the parents are, or lack of parents, your caretakers, let's say your guardian yeah. figures are probably the most influential people in your life bar none or the lack of them bar none they might yeah. if you don't have a parent or parents with an estranged dysfunctional abuse whatever the relationship is that affects you whether you realize it or not whether it's unfortunate uh, mental conditions or disorders down the line or if it's um, a certain type of cagey attitude towards developing relationships with others or if it's on the really positive yeah. side that you're accepting folks with differences with open arms which is what I feel like I've been working towards. Um, it's it means the world, and if it's not there, it still means the world. Just yeah. probably not in a great sense. You must just like maybe part of it is like, do you just like hanging around them? Like, do you enjoy their company? You see, that's an interesting question because <laughs> <laughs> um, I like hanging around them in for like afternoons or like a day or two days, <laughs> yeah, or a few days. But then things kind of at home go into this lull of stagnation where mm -hmm. like my parents are doing their thing. My dad's watching classic films over and over again yeah. on the TV, which I can't stand. And it's like I like hanging around them and talking to them as people. Yeah. But do, do I like living with them anymore and being around them? I think I've kind of outgrown that. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the spectrum part of it. I think that's just yeah. like part of – yeah, it, I just think that gets interesting when we 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 talk about, and this actually I think maybe ventures on into um, save the game media and everything. Like we we look at all of our other relationships as do I enjoy being around this person? Do I enjoy like the the colleagues I have, the spouse that I cho choose, the partner I choose, like the people I keep around with me? Do I enjoy them? But like, and there's certain things that you can do, I think, to ensure that you're having a good time with the people who are around you. But how many of us think about that with our parents or our family just in general? Like it's, it's kind of like it, it's not a consideration because you're basically assigned your family. Like you don't put work into a relationship with, I think like, or maybe you do like, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I should say me. Um, but yeah, like I definitely feel like, especially like with a, with a marriage or a lot of different relationships, like they often say like it's work. So I'm always curious, like what work people put into the relationships with yeah. their own family. Yes. Well, I do. I have like a weekly FaceTime call with them when I'm away. There it is. Yeah. Um, that's, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That, that's huge. But I don't have that with my brother, which is mm -hmm. interesting. And is it different um, with him? Like, do you? Yes. So yeah. actually, I don't think I've said this to many people in my life. Even my close friends, I don't talk about is it. Is your brother's name Trevor? And it is. No, his name. His name is not Trevor. Sorry, Ronald. <laughs> um, but he grew up with, or we, I'm a, 
uh, let me back up. I'm a twin. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this maybe once before, at least. Uh, maybe I didn't. But I'm a fraternal twin. And my twin brother was born with a cerebral palsy, which maybe this also adds to my, you said wise, maybe, maybe my expanded worldview is. So he, he grew up in a wheelchair. Um, he's verbal like me and you. He can have a conversation like me and you. But he has also has some intellectual learning disabilities along with that. He can have very high-level conversations, though, about a lot of different things and perfect speech, like I'm talking to you. But his muscles don't work as yeah. efficiently as me or you. So, you know, just growing up with that dynamic as a kid um, was interesting. And something I actually had to work through, I, I can't believe I didn't mention this, because well, it's relating to my brother, was my parents had to give more attention to him by necessity because he needed more accommodations on getting on with his life. Like, he needed to help getting people to cut up his food and help him go to the bathroom and help him transfer from the bed to the wheelchair and wheelchair to bed and um, all that jazz where when I was really young and didn't know any better, I thought it was like, oh, do they love him more? Or what am what am mm-hmm. I missing? Mm-hmm. My mom made it a huge point to talk to me about that. And um, I don't know, having that open dialogue from such a young age about some stuff that's so heavy as growing up with a disabled sibling um, left a big impression of trust, I think, for me. If they can respect and talk to me when I'm that vulnerable about a subject as vulnerable and touchy as that, uh, I felt like I could probably talk to them about anything. Yeah, so earlier I was asking you how you seem to be wise beyond your years you grow up really fast when you have a situation like that in the yeah. household, man. Like you definitely, it, your your in your entire perspective, has, it just is different. Like your yeah. your notion of or lack thereof of entitlement, like your perspective on the notion of entitlement is totally different from most people your age. And I think that, that that's just like born out of like you don't know because you were your fraternal twins. Like you don't know another time without this. Like it's just always it was always oh, yeah. there. My- my earliest memory always there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting, man. So like now that you are growing, like now you're not living at home or anything, your brother's still living at home. Like, will he always live at home? So that's a, yeah, that a that's, lifetime thing for your parents. That's another thing. So it's, will he always, when you say at home, it might not, the goal is not at home, but in some sort of supported. Oh, interesting. Um, Other living like, situation, not mm-hmm. a, nur- not a nursing home, but sure. maybe like a, not like a group home in the sense that it's like an insane asylum or something, but some sort of assisted living situation for him where yeah. it's, but you can have some independence. Yeah. Some, some independence. But the point is that he will always need that assistance indefinitely. Yeah. And it's kind of, and when I visit home, it's something I've had to deal with recently. I think mentally come to grips with is that, you know, I'm constantly moving mm-hmm. in life when it comes to my trajectory. And right now he's kind of, in a standstill and during the pandemic oh this is also a great time (laughs) during the pandemic when i had to stay home he went through an episode the first ever time this happened of uh went through a psychotic episode and this is i knew from through the grapevine from my parents when i was at school that he was dealing with some anxiety depression issues but i witnessed this firsthand and it it was horrible Mm -hmm. um and just that set a that set a lot of things back. The pandemic set a lot of things back and where it was going. So I guess coming to grips with 
me moving and him staying still has been a thing that I've had to deal with over the past couple of years. And, um, yeah. How so? Like what, what's going through your mind as you do that? And is that part of some of the, the strain on the relationship? I, I don't know if it's strain, but I've, I need to talk to him more. Yeah. I don't, I don't reach out and say, I don't, I don't, I don't call and say, how you doing? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily sure why I don't do that. I'm still kind of talking with my therapist about it, but I think some of it might be some fear deep down or reminds me of some of the unfortunate circumstances in which uh, he is living his life in right now. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a lot better than when that happened. That, um, that sure. Iconic yeah. episode. He's like made, he's bounced back, yeah. I'd say. But, you know, that uneasiness on my part is, I'm constantly reminded of that if I, when I, when, even when I think about him and I love him, he's my brother, mm-hmm. but it's like, how do I navigate that situation? It's really tough. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's There's cool. no like playbook for this anywhere there else. No like, playbook. There's yeah. no playbook. They don't teach you this in the school guys. Definitely <laughs> not. Well, and the thing is like, it's, it's not like there hasn't been a difference between you two this entire time. It's probably just maybe a little bit more pronounced now with like the physical, leaving the right right the next yeah, step not, of life right we were we were more aligned before because you're both in, right. in the, going to the same school going through mm-hmm. the pace together but now it's poor two dots moving yeah in a line it's like we've moved parallel to each other the whole time and together but now it's kind of like almost like a a race and someone's tagging you and i'm just taking the baton and i'm running yeah. And I can't quite pass it to him. So tell me more on that then. Like, well, how do you feel about that as you're starting to, like you're closing in on graduation. Like, how are you gripping with that? Like you, you obviously know there's a difference the way you like you describe it very visually. You've thought about this. Like, is it a bittersweet type of thing to be close to graduation or like how, yeah. Like how does that, how do you calculate all that? I'm excited to be, close to graduation and Good for you. Start, start living my life. Thanks. And yeah. um, it's, I've liked my time in school. I, but I always hated the, <laughs> hate's a strong word, but I think it's yeah. warranted here. The people who say college years are your best, are the best years. And I'm like, so you just think the best time of your life is the only time when you're 18 to 22. Yeah. I think you're throwing away the rest of your life. If you had that attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I guess the point is I'm ready to see what's on the other side and take it day by day and um, kind of embrace some of that uncertainty that we we're talking about earlier that let's see. And this maybe comes back big circling back to Zelda. Let's go on an adventure nice. and see what, and see what happens. Yeah, I was, yeah, man, I was just, I can't remember who I was listening to talking about exactly that, like go on an adventure and especially in your twenties and especially at a time when everything seems to be kind of like pre-plotted. Like this is what's supposed to happen. This is what's supposed to happen. Like there's, you do whatever you want in the world. And I even talk about this in a content creation standpoint, when I think about um, content creators having a choice of the things that they talk about, like you can talk about anything, like nobody's handing over a script for like a podcast or anything. You can talk about whatever you want. And it's the same for you. Like you can do whatever you want. Like you could get a job or you could move to Iceland if you wanted to, like you could go, you go to Africa, like who knows? Like you could do literally whatever you want. And I don't know, like, that's pro- that's one of the things that has really been inspiring to me about um, 
Rome and extra life and everything like that is like for for years and even when Lee first invited me, I've talked about this. I'm like, well, that's just not a possibility. Like I was so close minded to it. And then as soon as I went, I'm like, why? Like this is so easy. You know, like it's not like it was free. Like there's there's obviously there's things that there's boxes you have to check, but it's not impossible. There's way harder things. Can't go to the moon like that. Maybe that's the impossible <laughs> thing. But but that's the thing to really like that would be my kind of unsolicited advice. Like in the 20, like you can do like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I, I think another thing was I've had this issue in games and also in life of the fear of conquering the fear of missing out and accepting coming to peace with that you know i won't experience everything i won't see everything every little nook and cranny the game has to offer i probably won't find i won't find every shrine on my own and that's okay like i mentioned this on we were on the patreon episode mm -hmm. it's okay if i don't see it all i'll see what i see i'll do what i do and I'm yeah i've come to peace with that See, this is the thing, like we should talk more because as soon as <laughs> as soon as you and I chatted on the Patreon thing, um, we like I think you were trying to get me to not do another tournament bracket, like just pick whatever well, that ends game up great like. for you. It ends up like you completed like two games on it now, right? Gears yeah. 4 and Rise of Tomb Raider. All all bracket stuff, man. So yeah, like so good for you. I guess so. Like maybe it was exactly what I needed. You didn't you didn't tell me what I was going to do. You tell me you told me what I needed to hear to and I was going to choose my own path anyways, which is very much me, by the way. Yeah, and I think I also misinterpreted the tournament bracket before. Because when the tournament bracket is just you you getting to your preference, yeah, that's still the essence of the conversation. Yeah. Well, right. I kind of I kind of redefined it, if I'm going to be honest. like Because okay. originally it was a tournament bracket that's determined by the community. And, um, oh, okay. And because it was hilarious. Like, it would be... Those were some of my, like, most watched streams, you know, and it, on the scale of most watched, like, we're not really talking about anything crazy here. But, like, those are the ones that, like, people would show up for. And it was just, like, this ridiculous thing. I'll probably get around to it again. It's it's typically, like, a January through April kind of kind of deal. Like, we're, I'll be playing whatever comes out from now until December 31st, I'm sure. But, yeah, it's just just ridiculous and and i really enjoy talking to you about this stuff man because like i said like now it's now now it's much more clear like how um you're you're so calm and um logical about these about these things and, and like i said as if you've experienced it before like your your childhood is very much different than mine and, and most people is just because of like when you come home from school, like it's a different, it's a different experience. Like dinner time is different. Like bedtime is different. Like all those things that happen oh, yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. Going to bed, it was like a 30 minute event where it's Holy like, cow. oh, we're, we're taking him to bed. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like dinner and bed were two meals, meals and bedtime and getting up time, preparing mm -hmm. for school were like really events, yeah. not just small actions. Dude, I, so, dude, it was, it was, and this is the thing, like, this is all about like, what's normal to us. Like what's our, what's our day to day? Like, cause I would say the same thing. Cause we had four kids in our, in our house, but like there you go. compared to like, that's not, but it's, it's completely different. It was, it was an event because we had one bathroom and four kids. So like, but like, that's not, that's not the same challenge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, and it's I'm like, not like, like, and yeah, that's the thing is yeah. kind of the similar com commentary on like, an arts degree versus an engineering degree like it's not like one isn't valid or or a challenge at all it's just like well engineering is really hard <laughs> like it's really challenging so it's just funny the because i i 
I'm so far removed from living with my parents. Like it's weird to think about how many years it's been. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I've like been a few years, like living in mostly on my own, like, you know, college apartments, I'm still away from my parents for most months out of the mm -hmm. year, but yeah, sorry. Continue. No, no. It's just, I'm just thinking about, I'm, I'm picturing in my mind, like the morning routine, like the breakfast, the who's getting into the shower first, like who's going to decide whether they want to sleep in and risk not getting a shower, especially in like the junior high, high school kind of years. Um, or like, yeah, like all, like who's taking the longer shower, like all the arguments, all like the, uh, yeah. it's just a clash. Like, and it was completely unavoidable just okay. the way that we were all like, there's two years in between all of us kids. Reminds My brother's me of the two Home years Alone older. scene when everyone's yes. getting ready. Yes, Ex it, dude, it's exactly. And then like, and it, and every day, and that's, it, it, I'm not making this about me. I'm thinking about that was me every day. Now I'm thinking about you and your family every day. That's the yeah. thing that I think is difficult to convey, even in these types of conversations of like, what are people's lives like? It's like, every, dude, the alarm goes off and your day is different. Yeah. Well, I've been living by myself mainly for the, or with some roommates, but more and much more independently over the past couple of years. And frankly, I, <laughs> I love having my own space. I yeah, love man, it's like on easy mode now. It's like, it's a bit, it's freeing in that sense mm -hmm. where it's like, I can, I can cook my, my stupid weightlifting meals and yeah do it on my own and 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 not have to hear like yelling back and forth did you get this did mm -hmm. you get that i'm like <laughs> yeah. i did a thing the other day um i was uh i think i was with lincoln i and i wanted to know something from ellie so i so i asked lincoln if he could go ask ellie this thing and say no problem and he turns to the turns to upstairs and he just screams at her ellie i'm like dude like no, that's not really what I was after, but uh, instantly taken back because I definitely did that. And most kids would do that. Like the notion of like, I could have yelled at, I wasn't, tr I was trying not to yell. And even the, even the thought of, I, I could have gone to, I could have just gone upstairs to ask Ellie, whatever it was I was going to ask her, but I was <laughs> sending my child up to go do be the messenger for me. It was just. Oh, but isn't that part stuff. of the leverage you have as a parent when Lincoln gets like five years older, you can be like, Hey Lincoln break those leaves speaking of delegation man yeah. yeah and and you know what it's it's really interesting on that front um my family had four kids the our neighbors who were our best friends like the entire time they had two kids and they were they had a lot more responsibilities actually they like they mowed the lawn they raked the leaves they shoveled the snow like they did all the things and they're engineers like they grew up to be just like ama they're amazing and i and i I'm actually going to see one of them. We're going to see the um, the Dragon Ball movie pretty soon here, which I'm I'm going to see excited. it too with my friend. That the new one superhero. Yes, yes, yes I'm so excited oh for it. Oh my god! I wanted Gohan to get good again since the Cell Saga, and this might be his time, baby. Okay, so what else? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the family stuff for a second. What else do I do? I need to watch Broly. What else do I need to watch? I think Dragon Ball Super this? Broly is an. Oh, okay, what do you need to you don't need to you don't need to watch. I don't think. Okay. Well, have you watched any Super? Dragon I don't Ball think Super. so. I think it's probably worth seeing. Well, Dragon Ball Super Broly is an excellent DBZ movie or Dragon Ball Super movie. It's just an yeah. excellent Dragon Ball movie overall. Um, but I think seeing, um, God, I forget the name of it. What was the one, one with the cat? Yeah, God of it's like destruction. Yeah, I think um, like where where he shows up for the first time. Yeah. I so that I want. I think you should watch that one in Resurrection F. Gold I don't Frieza. think I saw Resurrection F. Okay, you should, okay. You should watch those two. 
And I think you should watch those and Broly. At least Broly, because that's an excellent one. But Okay, um, I've got it. Yeah, here, list of Dragon Ball films. Yeah, Battle of Gods. Battle of the Gods. Battle of Gods. Yeah. Definitely I saw Battle of Gods, yeah. Okay, okay. so Resurrection F and Broly, but I think Broly, yeah, would be would be cool ones to see. Um, interesting dude i'm so excited we're gonna do a we're gonna do a geek outs episode we uh, ryan and and matt and i were talking about it and i thought for sure i don't know why maybe i just looped garrett into this for no reason but i thought hey garrett are you on in on this and he's like no you nerds have fun i'm like whatever dude speak for yourself yeah go shuffle your cards or whatever it is you do over there yeah yeah Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I ha- I feel like I haven't heard anybody talk about this and maybe I'm just not in the right oh. like rooms or whatever. I don't know. Andrew, Andrew has been, is a huge DBZ fan, WTN Andrew and Carpool. Oh, Game I know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I've, I guess I haven't mentioned it like overtly, but every time I see a post from him, I'm like, yes, Andrew, good. Mm-hmm. Or I'm about to post something DBZ and he's beat me to it. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, Andrew. Good job. Isn't that Keep amazing? Some people yeah. are so in touch with it. They're just like, you think you're being fast, and it's usually like Chibi or somebody who who post something really fast in the Discord. Friend, I'm like, ah, you beat me. I, I was like four minutes later, and yep, there they are. Yep, that much faster. It's- so I'm excited about that, man. I haven't been excited about a movie in a long time. Like the last one I was excited about was probably Top Gun, and I missed it. That was it. I haven't like I, I just I used to be really into movies. There was a time where I was watching movies in the theater every single week. Wait, what do you mean you missed it? Like it just I don't know. Came if I feel like if oh, I don't watch a movie, movie, like yeah. it's, it's not in the theater anymore, and like it'll I'm sure I'll watch it on Paramount or whatever. Oh, so I, you didn't watch it? Okay. I don't have. No, I haven't watched it. I haven't. I still haven't watched Top Gun. I swear to God, you went to the movie. Oh, with the original or Maverick? Maverick. Sorry. Oh yeah, I've watched original Top Gun a million okay, times. Okay, wait, but I th- I swear to God, I thought you said you went to the movies and saw Maverick. No. No, didn't you go to the movies like over the past couple months and saw some movie? Oh, was it was that Batman? Maybe I saw Batman uh, in January, like when it came out. Yeah, like I, which is weird. And are you at the stage yet? And this is a, this is a I don't even know how you answer this question. Is right. life moving fast for you now? Some ways, the passage of time with over the past <laughs> years with the pandemic has been yeah. so weird. Yes, okay, so it's, it's hard. It's been inconsistent. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. And I don't even, like I said, I don't even know how you end up comparing these kind of things. Like, I feel like I'm blinking and weeks are flying off of the calendar. The like, it is, that way. it is yeah. crazy. But in any case, like, so the notion of like, what did I just go to the theater? It does right. feel like that. It feels well, like it for sure. As you get older, that's a thing, right? Because that's why I want to ask you, like, since there's 50 years between us, like, how do we compare this? Like, what does your watch yeah. say? You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's been, it feels like the, the time since I've been a freshman has gone very fast, but it feels like the past, if I were to ask, tell you the past 12 months in retrospect seemed like they went fast, I'd say no. Okay. If you ask me if the past five years went fast or four years, I'd say yes. Somebody was so. just somebody just mentioned this, and they had to. They were talking about parenting and having young kids, and um, I'd never heard this. Apparently, this is a common phrase, but I think it was the the days are long and the years are fast kind of thing. So it, it's tough, there, like what, something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you blink and it's like because I'm looking at this like uh, I was just googling the whole Dragon Ball Super movies and Battle of the Gods. If you asked me, I thought that would have come out like four years ago. Right, 2013. 2013. That was almost 10 years ago. I didn't even know it was that long. I thought it was like that. Feels like yesterday. That's that's scary stuff. And 
like to bring it back down to just some like life stuff. Like when you think about 10 years, just like a blip like that, man, we got to get at it. We got to get it living. We need to like do stuff. We need to be enjoying life, you know, enjoy your stuff. It's there's two life is too short to be mad all the time, but it's also too long to feel like you're not too long, but life's also long. So if you feel you're, not where you want to be there's still time now there's still time yeah yeah, yeah that's always, a good way to put it too late. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you want to be you don't want to like panic like life short oh dang like i gotta get moving like you're right like there is it, it's this weird dichotomy between the two things yeah yeah my, my dad grew up with a family friend and his father taught english at a high school and mm-hmm. he was a very smart guy he went to harvard for english apparently my dad was not like a harvard tier income guy okay he was friends with a dad who was very academically gifted yeah um and he said anytime someone or he always said it's never too late to go back to school he says i don't care if you're 50 or 20 yeah or 19 he says it's never too late to to turn it around Mm -hmm. and go the direction you want to go so well the funny thing is i think in some ways if you were to ever go back to school as sort of like a mature student, in some ways you almost have like a superpower, like a perspective. Whereas when you're going to school and you're 18, 19, 20 years old, like you're still, you know, it's not to, not to be any demeaning or anything. Like you just, you still don't know much. I feel like it's different for you. You know, you know more than most people. And I'm not just saying like your, your capacity of things that, you know, like the life you've lived is just different. Like you, you've, you've had different challenges. You've been part of a, a family that's, that's different. So it's just, but for the most part, like, so, like the majority of people live with kids who are healthy, who have normal needs, who like all of the, like they just go through life. And it's, it, there's a, that's why it's almost like a standard, uh, which is why when you realize that there's nothing standard about life, it's so jarring for most people because they're like, well, we've all been on this journey together and it's all been the same and everything is great. And, and then all of a sudden the challenges come and we're not prepared for it. But, You've been you've been working through that. You've been part of that this entire time. So you're much more, I think, equipped for, well, this internship. Like, okay, something else will come along. Something will get sorted out. You know, like that's yeah. Hmm. So how's the podcast? Podcast is it's been interesting, (laughs) man. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin has for those listeners who don't know, uh, me, TPR, Taylor. newly known as Trevor. Um, (laughs) I recently was offered the position to be a host of a new PlayStation podcast called No Limits by Kevin Ainsworth, also known as the Muffin Mon Inner Corporal Gaming Discord. I can't wait to fast forward, by the way, 10 years into the future when he's like, he's got to change his name from the Muffin Mon to like something like he's going to like, it'll be like, it's not quite as silly as my old PSN name, which we're not getting into. You never said it. What was it? Yeah, we're not talking about it. Come on. Patreon nope. goal? No, nope. too bad. No, nope. if you know, you know. You know that's this is that's just one of the perks. If you if you've been around for a long time, you get to know. You get to be one of the people right. who are inside this joke. But otherwise, was, this, was it suggestive? I don't know. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was <laughs> suggestive. I mean, it depends on depends on how you think about that. But yeah, okay. again, if people right. who know. It, it's anyways, your question. Anyways, it's, Kevin, it, it, it's been good. It's been yeah. really good so far. So yeah, we started our PlayStation show, and we're doing kind of a show similar to you know what court and matt do or what kyle and joe would do at the trophy room um and we're just doing our thing and for the first <clears throat> maybe the first 
five weeks after we started, I'm like, what are we bringing to the table here? I, yeah. I don't see something absolutely special that I'm bringing to the space where there's already so much content around it. And then over the past few weeks, it became readily apparent to me. Because why do I do this? It's to talk to these cool people and build this cool community. And that's that's the underbelly of this thing. And once I realized that was the cause I'm fighting for, so to speak, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a slow news week or not on PlayStation land. I get to talk with cool people about games and and foster relationships like this one right now in mm-hmm. our conversation. And that's that's the thing. So I guess community, if I were to describe with one word, is something that I've come to describe this podcasting thing with. Once again, dude, like nobody hits five episodes and comes to that realization. Most people come to like 200 episodes and they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like that's so fast, man. But I think you and I are very similar on that front. And it's a, it's a very, I was about, actually about probably in the same same spot with this show, probably about four or five episodes in and went like, okay, now I've done this a couple of times. I don't know. Like you're are you're already thinking about like what's what's the reason? Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's a different way of just saying why, <laughs> but uh, like yeah, what's why. the reason? <laughs> Asking sure. why, not what, right? Yeah, what exactly? But is that is yeah, anyways, I, I feel like I'm Jose's just like screaming at me right now. It's like that's still the same thing. No, but it's it's a good question that I'm glad I addressed to myself because mm-hmm. if I didn't and I left that hanging loose, that might have created an internal rift for me where I've John Lennon would have been like, uh, Kevin, uh, this is going to work out, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But so, it, and that kind of gets into expectations, which is was another yeah. theme that Jose and I talked about last week as well. Like, what were your expectations and how is it different now having a, a few episodes under your belt? I had no idea, to be honest. I, yeah. I had no expectations. Um, yeah. And that, like, no. When I say no expectations, I don't mean zero X. I don't mean I expected nothing. I mean, I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. It was almost like blank as opposed mm. to zero. There's yeah. a difference. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I haven't just done that. I've been on, we've done I Hate My Friends, which is, I love this sh- that show. If I'm going to be honest, the most fun time I have podcasting, it's probably I Hate My Friends. No, that's, <laughs> I love hanging out with all these people. Anytime yeah. I'm with them, I have fun. And I hate my friends is the most raw representation of that. Yeah. But um, that's been great too. Just talking to our co-hosts and and uh, calling out each other for stupid stuff like how Kevin doesn't season his food. <laughs> like at all? Nope. He doesn't use salt. He only uses sauces. And I'm like, Kevin, what the hell's wrong with you? And he says, no. he's like, no, no, I'm doing it this way. I'm doing I'm like <laughs> No, you're That's not. an amazing voice. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to use salt on my food. Uh-oh. That's not what he sounds like at all. <laughs> okay. I know. I just make anytime I want to make fun of Kevin, I dumb him down to a toddler voice. Oh or, man, we don't uh, have voices for each other. I don't have a Ryan Turford voice or a Ronald voice. To, uh, let me think of a, a Kevin voice where he's like, "All right, guys, no." No, it's not like that. I, don't I thought know. you like New York him up or something. Like just he's not that New Yorky. I know that, that's more, the best part. He sounds more Midwestern than he does. Like he doesn't sound. Mm, New York. I don't know about that. I, I hear New York and Kev. You're New York, okay? Yeah, I, a little. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I, I'm a simple Canadian boy, Trevor. Yeah. So, oh, but know? something I did know about can notice is even before this was pointed out to me, the sorry. No, oh, yeah. And a boot or the, mm-hmm. the way you pronounce your OUs. Anytime someone does that, like on a YouTube voiceover, I'm like, they're Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. 
probably or or uh i don't know like michigan or uh minnesota oh yeah minnesota they talk like this or if you're you're from chicago you know i like it i like it a lot yeah yeah that's more well that dude that it's so funny because like i (laughs) i hate my friends is like exactly the kind of like it's a sweet hang really it's just like let's just get together and like shoot the shit and whatever but yeah. it's like the name of it is so negative but it's also so positive like you guys are there you're on a show called i hate my friends and um i can't remember who or um who's her name who's uh brianna Bri- brianna yeah correct. going on like i want to do this and i've got all these goals and ambitions and like and then you guys are all there to like totally support her it was so sweet and i just loved it and i'm like this podcast is called i hate my friends and unfortunately like people won't get it but like that's such a it's a weird backwards term of endearment like it's actually like i love they'll get it once they listen to the podcast totally that podcast is purely selfish we don't have any intentions to make this Good. We're not trying to market it as some like cash cow or anything like that. It is purely for our personal so entertainment. Sad. That that's yeah. the thing, man. And that you guys are so you have your heads in the right place. And it took me a long time to get to, and hopefully I'm still there. Hopefully I act like I I feel like I'm there. But um, yeah, for many, many years it was thinking about, oh, that person's getting like that stuff, and that person's doing all this stuff well, over here. And Kevin's yeah. Kevin's a bit on that front and I haven't, maybe I'll call him out here a little bit for it where he's like, guys, we need to get this short poster, this TikTok posted or here are the analytics. And I'm like, I was going to send Kevin, this to Kevin and DM, but I'll just say it here because he'll listen to it. I'm sure this episode, yeah. nice um, proxy is, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, just pump, pump the brakes for a second and just take it all in. And let's get into a groove before we are constantly, before we start pushing for more and more and more. Just yeah. Let's get get into a holding pattern here and just take it all in. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's good advice. Now I can't say anything to court for the next two weeks. Oh yeah. Court your social media. So is court like is he constantly asking you guys like, oh, we need to post this, we need to do that. No, it's no, it's 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 so um when we when we created carpool gaming and we kind of expanded with court and and Cato coming on in, I had I had grand visions for multiple multiple posts being carved out of the various podcasts that we have and we're still not quite there and and i'm trying to figure out like now that we kind of are talking about this i'm trying to reconcile this notion like why <laughs> damn it Jose, i'm sorry man why? but so like why why what like we said all these podcasts you have like why not i guess i'm confused about what your question is well and i'm i feel like i'm i'll get i'll, I'll get this. so i had a goal of having like a bunch of shorts like so for example oh, like shorts, we, okay so you and i like just as a as a concrete example either shorts or like five minute clips like i had this as a mm-hmm. i feel like that's something that we should be doing I as like a to. as a method to like grow the youtube channel for example yeah it's true i mean as a youtube watcher i'm not gonna lie my attention span on that site is maybe no more than six minutes on average right right which, next video yeah and and i and i look at it's such a fine line because I don't want to be, I never want to be chasing anything, but I also look like, just like, how do you do it? Right? Like how do you, how do how do you grow a channel? Well, you can't, it all starts with the pat, like the underlying, the under underlying factor is you believe in the content you make and you make good content. Right. And I think the next thing, but you talk about the shorts thing. One way to work around it is have that in mind. So if you think, as you're recording, if you think something 
mm-hmm. clippable happens, just take a mental note or say, you got to clip that. Yeah. And then boom, throw it kind of as you go, rather than trying to fish it out of the weeds after you're done recording. Mm-hmm. I feel like that you'll miss some stuff for sure, but it takes a hell of a lot of work outside of the back end, and you don't have to constantly berate yourself for combing through all this footage to find one highlight. You know, um, I think maybe that's an option. I wouldn't take it too hard. Well, and I don't think I have, and that's definitely the thing. Like that's the balance. Like I don't, I've. I've made it pretty clear that that would be great if we had it. That would be awesome. What I really want to focus on is to your point, like how do you scale that? How do you how do you make that sustainable so that you're not spending hours and hours and hours so that you've got maybe three and a half minutes worth of shorts on a YouTube channel? But like what a what a weird, not a weird thing. Like what a, you know me, like I'm always trying to do more i feel like we have the capacity to do more if we just like set out our plan that's always like my my vision that's where kevin and i are very similar i think is like all we have to do is just decide to do something and then we'll do it like we'll find a way to go ahead and do that it's just a weird kind of like goal of mine i guess um unspoken goal of like flooding youtube shorts with carpool gaming stuff like i think we have moments like that whether they're from streams or from various podcasts or whatever the like Trevor that's thing. the model. Boom, right there. You know, just on next next drive this week. Dude, like whatever it is. Like I and 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 to the point of even the way that our, our shows have broken. This is completely like pulling the curtain back. Like the way that our shows are broken down. Like, what game are you playing? There's a pff, Ryan and I talked about two point campus on the Xbox drive this week. Yeah. Like, clip that out. That's five minutes. This is our thoughts on two point campus. Hmm. Like that's you know, I'm just for whoever does it next and this isn't like a like a secret or yeah. anything but like this is we're, we're but we're basically like tapped out i would say we're, we're maxed out on m- stuff that we can push out but then it's a reevaluation are we to the point with jose are we doing jumping jacks and expecting to run down the road yeah I think like we're busy one, yeah just f- see how far you can get by focusing on doing what you already do extremely well like and I think that's so, what we've done. I think that's why we yeah. are where we are. Yeah. So it's just, do we shift into another gear? Do you do you shift into? I don't know. Maybe that's maybe this is an April fifteenth, twenty twenty three. That's basically what moment. it is. Yeah. You're, you're gonna have to figure out for yourself the new Carpool Gaming Shorts channel managed by this new person in the community who doesn't exist at the time of this We the Gamercast recording. Well, and that's that, that was the thing about this version of it, and that's what I really have to watch myself on is. That was my goal. That was my thought was we would go carpool gaming and that we would have clips and shorts and five minute things and I got all those stuff. I'm like, we're not quite there. So it's just like, but everybody has lives. We all have certain things. Like I'm trying to be very reasonable about it. So yeah, I hope that I am. At the end of the day, this is, this is, we do this for our fun and leisure. Yes. Would it be amazing if this somehow turned feasibly into a full-time job for everyone? Of course, but you guys aren't, gunning for that you're just gunning for a good time and a great mm-hmm. community that's the that's the come down to earth thing that i need yeah. to hear every once in a while because you know like i like i how many times have we joked about it? like we gotta have a pc podcast we gotta have like a, like these things come up and it's like yeah if they linger too long then we'll find a way to, to make them happen like we get, get me up here before. for a patreon exclusive pc pc podcast with you and i don't know you and him and just shoot the shit for like 25 minutes yeah, I think Donnie would cool. be up for that as well, actually. Or Donnie, too, yeah. yeah. Donnie's yeah. not as into hardware. Lee's, Lee's a hardware guy, right? 
Is there two drinks for me? Oh my, I got wow. two drinks. Thank you. Oh my God. Two Diet Cokes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is special for me. I, I can pretend like I'm going to share it with you, but that would just be weird. So I'll just drink these right. two drinks. I have my cup of water. <laughs> so you're doing, you're doing, so how often is, um, I hate my friends. Like, are you doing two shows a week at this point? Every. Okay. So let me back up. So both shows are weekly, but like, I hate my friends is kind of whoever can show up for that week. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, who's up this week? Some weeks. And that naturally keeps, a uh, ch- constantly changing dynamic of the show. And depending mm-hmm. on who's attending that week, nice, it's just, man. can you make it cool? If not, all right. But no limits is a surefire one. So one to two shows. That's pretty decent. That's how, but that's also how it starts. Yeah. That's but then there's starts. also we have Patreon goals for a Nintendo show with me and Kevin. Yeah. I think we tentatively want to call it. I mentioned to save the Game Boy. I think nice. it's aligned with our branding really well. Um, um, where is your like fandom? Like you're on a PlayStation show, but you've talked about Switch a lot. You're playing Breath of the Wild right now. I'm like, all over the place. I'm a yeah. fan of games. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, do I lean more into? That's not allowed. That's not allowed in podcast land. You must choose a color. <laughs> choose your allegiance. Do I land lean more into PlayStation and Nintendo? Yeah, because I didn't grow up with Xbox. Yeah, but I've been catching up on Xbox, like with Halo. Yeah, I played three Halo games already. I finished Halo three recently. Great. What's game. your favorite so far? Halo two. Yeah, that's the right answer. Arbiter, my mm-hmm. favorite character. Yep. So far in the series. Sorry, Dude. Master Chief. Did you play the anniversary edition? Like, did you flip back and forth? Were, were you playing on so our original hardware? I played. No, it was all, this is all in the Master Chief Collection on PC. Okay. But yeah. I played it purposefully, both the first two games with their original graphics. Oh wow! Anniversary edition because I want I like to see the progression through time. So like three doesn't have that mode. Three is as three was. So yeah, I and you still like to yeah. the best, huh? Yeah. Oh, sorry, but the cutscenes didn't have that option, and they were like the full remastered cutscenes. So it went from you like you can flip back and forth on the cutscenes oh, in really? Halo Two. Yeah, for sure, and it's hilarious. Okay. Well, I think for some reason maybe my cutscenes were higher def than the game. Maybe not. Two, maybe not one, but definitely two. I've 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 done back and forth on and there. It's weird because sometimes they clip, and maybe it's not all. Maybe I'm. Maybe I haven't tested every single one. I'm not sure about that. Um, but the ones that I have tested and the reason I, I jumped to that is when I have tested it, it would sometimes jump two seconds or so. It wasn't exactly like flipping a switch in. It's exactly that right. moment. Some things, okay. some camera angles would hang a little longer in one version versus the other. So they did change that up slightly, but dude, yeah. the cutscenes in two, especially, I don't even think they look that good in halo infinite or five. Oh, wow. Like yeah, I think the cutscenes in two anniversary are just like absolutely yes, spectacular. Um, yeah. I really like what they did with Cortana and Halo 3. Yep. Excellent stuff. Um, but yeah, next is ODST, then Reach. Oh, dude, talk to me about Reach. Holy cow. Everyone I talk to, like you, like the guy, like even classmates who aren't that into gaming and they're like, they're the, I'm in the generation where they grew up with Halo Reach yeah. and as like their game and they're on the 360 and they're one. like, even like if you talk to the jocks off the, off the field, they're like, dude, Halo Reach. Everyone from them all the way to guys, enthusiasts like you and me still say Halo Reach. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I getting myself into? Here Especially Reach? if that's the order that you're doing it in. Like, it's going to yep. it's going to it's going to hit very nicely. O- yeah, ODST Reach, maybe four, maybe five. Depends. I'll, I'll try four. And if I'll dip my toes. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Dude, you got to do it all. You can't you can't stop. Right, you're right, just right. A bunch of stuff. You got to right. keep going. Yeah, so ODST is next and then 
Because Reach happens before, like the the what happens, right? right. So a lot of people will choose if they're coming into the series, they'll choose to play Reach first and then go to one. It's like don't do that. I don't. I like like playing when it comes to series to have prequels like that. I like playing the games in the order they're made because it shows me the evolution of the gameplay, and sometimes it can spoil, not spoil as in ruin a story, but make the game feel worse if you play a chronological entry. The first chronological entry that released later as your first game, then the gameplay feels stale when you play the game that was for sure. There's actual development stale or there's quality of life stuff that was discovered later on. Like Donnie and I were talking about this on Sweet Hangs a little bit, like the notion of um, what order to play the Gears games in. And and if Gears 6 was already out, it'd be very interesting to play what is now the current trilogy and then going back and playing the first three as like a prequel. Yeah. Trilogy, so two, yeah, two and three are not on PC, and that pisses me off. That's crazy. It sucks. Like I started, I want to get into Gears Two because again, mm-hmm. I grew up with Xbox. Played a few minutes of Ultimate Edition. I need to get back to it because I was all put by the performance. But I'll make a frame rate cap and I'll make it work. Yeah. Um, but it's like <laughs> two and three aren't there, so I just watch like summaries, I guess, and then play. Is four. That tr- I didn't think I realized that. For like, real, it's just Ultimate Edition is all you can just play on. Ultimate Edition on. Maybe X Cloud is two and three, but well, let me see. Now I'm intrigued. Me too. No, I, th- I think you're. I think you're right. Gears, yeah, Gears Ultimate Edition. Then it jumps to four and five in Tactics. That's it. That pops up on PC. Come on. Yeah, that sucks. That's really, crazy. That's why that's, we need a Marcus Phoenix collection. Yeah, that would take care of it. Some sort of Gears Tactics. Yeah. What else are you looking forward to for the for the rest of this year? Is it The Last of Us? Is oh, that, God of I War. Mean, is, God of War oh, has been yeah. my most anticipated game since I completed God of War in 2018. Well, it's been my most anticipated game over for over four years. How devastated are you going to be when they delay it to 2023? You know, I heard you saying that for your fantasy, and I'm like, <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're just plucking a Don't you put that face. evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, but, I, I don't know. I don't. But uh, I think, what is it? I am. I will be shocked if Dead Space releases on time. <laughs> I will be so, so surprised. Or Callisto. Or I think the. I think they both could be delayed. Yeah. They're and they're, they both. They both are very aware of each other's existence. Yeah, but you know, I guess to answer your question for what games, it's Last of Us remake. Yeah, probably same. Splatoon, God same. of War. If yeah, Zelda. Same. Twilight Princess or Wind Waker HD ports exist. Probably getting those eventually. Dude, that's right. Ryan and I were talking about Metroid. We were hyper focused on Metroid. I'm getting a day one. Yeah, dude, I forgot all about. I like basically the summer went by and there was no Zelda remake, so I just thought like I guess that's not even a thing anymore. But you're, it's totally still possible. Oh yeah. Oh man. They might have them done in their back pocket, like Jeff Grubb says, and they're just waiting. Just like Pikmin Four. Yeah. That's where Nintendo's at right now. They're like. Like the way they've done this Kirby game, this fourteen dollar Kirby game that they're releasing, it's like it's like they're just like walking around town and they're like, wait, what's they, they reach into their pockets like, what's this? Oh, son of a gun! I've got a game that's like finished. Like I should probably like give this to somebody. I should probably like make something of this. And I, because we're I don't know what the heck, what the heck Nintendo is doing. I'd love to have you on a Nintendo podcast, actually, man. Like what is happening? Oh my yeah, gosh! It's, it's Bayonetta three, but I'm not really into Bayonetta. Um... Why are you excited? Just because it's a thing coming out? Oh, no, I'm not into it. I'm just acknowledging um, that it exists. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The, the upcoming 65 on Open Critic. 
as I'm predicting. 65. Yeah, totally do wrong. You, do you like counterpick it? What's going on? No, I just, I'm an idiot. And everybody is looking forward to this game. And for whatever reason, I saw it one time, like one preview that I didn't think looked all that great. And I've locked my opinion in. Um, and I have to at this point. If I, if I change my mind, then that means that I was wrong about totally avoiding it in fantasy. So change your mind and deal with it. No, it's locked in <laughs> 65 and I'll take some sort of weird, sick pleasure in being right about a game sucking. <laughs> yeah. Just like Mario. I'm not going to mention it. Just... Oh, don't even remind me. Oh man. I know, you know, you know what I would be so hyped for if they announced it new Mario super sluggers. Man. Oh, nice dude. That's yeah. But, but, but would you be, you've seen tennis, uh, you've <laughs> seen golf, you've seen, uh, so like, do you want them to ruin another sport? It's a good question. Like, would you I'll, actually have different expectations out of sluggers than what everything else that's been on Switch? It seems like they've got a formula. How do you <laughs> I ask myself, how do you screw up Mario Sluggers? And then I ask yourself, exactly. How do you screw up Mario that's Sluggers? what I said. I literally said that about strikers. Like, how do you screw it? That's why it's in our fantasy league. Set, sitting know. at a 72, I think. Do I want them to bring base Mario? How about this? They give me a super sluggers switch port. With functional online, exactly forty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll say, like, Sean, we're doing this. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I love it, man. Well, I always enjoy chatting with you, even if I did think for some reason that we were going to be talking to you and Kevin tonight. But I guess we'll save that for <laughs> Rome instead Rome, of. Yeah, this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. I'm. You can tell where and, and Ryan knows this very well about me. Some of my staff knows this about me as well. I stopped reading at a certain point. And like, I think the last sentence in the, in your message to me was the word Rome or in Rome or something like that. Um, because we were, yeah, there's been a couple of episodes with, with two people on it. So I just thought you were tagging along with that. So in any case, um, obviously I would be open to having both you and Kevin on the show and we'll just do it in, in real life. I do. Yeah. I do want to be in Rome. I'm waiting for Lee's precious hotel details about abroad discounts for extra life and get that booked. Yes. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, the other thing too, and just to maybe just to comment on this, I, the way I did it last year and I'm anticipating doing it again this year as well is I'll be in New York city for a couple of days prior to extra life and bad bit. And I actually got on Amtrak and just took a five hour train. It was like 30 bucks or something to go up to Rome. And it was awesome, super comfy and easy. And I, I, I think that's pretty inexpensive and we get to hang out and new york city for a bit well yeah the only thing is like it's right in the semester and like missing school is way more consequential than missing eh, you're already graduated you're you're already graduated but i'll see if i can front load some work and see if i can such a bad influence to your school no i'm just i'm just putting it out there um yeah. obviously extra life is the thing that matters so it'll yeah, be man. great it'll be amazing we'll be so full of caffeine and energy drinks and bad bit will go take a nap probably yeah. yeah yeah cool man do you want to um do you want to let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and all of your things before we get on sure. out of here so uh, i'm not on i'm not on twitter because i'm i don't feel like it and <laughs> you can find me <laughs> at uh a part of save the game media you can find so that's on my certainly backup i podcast i host a podcast called no limits which is a playstation show um, with my colleague sam and brie over on save the game media and you can find that on YouTube, uh, Save the Game Media. You can also just Google Save the Game Media, and we should have a website. It takes you there on all your favorite podcast services, too, for no limits. 
of PlayStation Podcast is the official name, and you can also join our Discord there. Um, other than that, you can find me around the Carpool Gaming Discord. Yeah. And, yeah. All right, Trevor. Well, um, yeah, I, f- cool. I should stop calling you that because it's going to become a thing. Oh, now, I'm gonna but... I'm gonna make it a thing and make sure Ryan knows it's a thing until I say it's not. <laughs> Dude, that's how you do it, man. Take it back. You own it. I love it, um, <laughs> Taylor. I've I always enjoy our chats. I love that you're embarking on this new journey with podcasting. I can't Thanks, wait to see what happens with this obvious mix up with the job, and they're gonna come back to you with open arms and whatever comes next is going to be amazing. Um, Thanks for just being open to the conversation tonight, my friend. Thank you for accepting me, even though we thought this was going to be a double episode tonight. (laughs) You tricked me in my ignorance. I tricked you. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, this notion of enjoyment? Like, (laughs) I don't know how else to say. Like, sometimes, at least for me, I've gotten into this silly place of what should I do for fun? And I overthink the fun. And I've really, really been working on that this year. And not just like saying I'm working on it. I really do think that that whatever whatever exactly I'm doing is starting to pay off because... Like I kind of said at the start, I'm just enjoying stuff right now. I love the geek outs, this Patreon exclusive thing that Ryan and I are doing, which is, I mean, it's obviously it's designed for additional content and value add, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well. But ultimately, like the content that I create is stuff that I want to hear. It's stuff that like comes from like inside. Like I'm, I'm really, you know, TPR and I, uh, we, we kind of, went went off a little bit as far as growth opportunities and other things that we could be doing but like ultimately the things that we're doing right now are the things that i enjoy the absolute most and i'm just kind of like sitting in that for a little bit i love the geek outs we get to just sit and talk about a a, a book of scott pilgrim for 90 minutes that is amazing i'm loving sweet hangs donnie and i are just kind of like talking about god knows what it's cars and music and games and life and just all the things and it's just it's it's filling my tank, and I hope I hope you guys are feeling it. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope that it it kind of shows that it's possible too. Because man, do I get into some dark places sometimes. But this whole journey, this content creation journey, I don't know what I would do without it, man. So thank you guys for being here with me. I could say this every single week, but it's just this is for this back half section. And by the way, I never really know what I'm about to say. I just kind of hit the record button, and, <laughs> and the music happens. I'm like, all right, well. We'll see what we'll see what comes out. So I just wanted to express my gratitude to you guys for allowing me to just live this life that I get to create this content. We get to do it together. I hope it, it I hope that it enriches your day and your life and everybody coming together. I saw the backtrackers earlier today getting together and um, man, even if you're not participating in the backtrackers, you guys got to get in there because there's a lot of love going in there. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to close this episode out with a clip specially picked out by Mr. Josh Stapleton. Thank you so much, Josh Stapleton. This is uh, Bobby Pauls, the late, great Nintendo guru, talking about the Super Nintendo Classic Edition, and this is amazing. Enjoy. So, man, you have to be excited if you're a Nintendo fan today. Nintendo just came out today and announced that we are getting a Super Nintendo Classic Edition, just like the NES Mini that we got like not too long ago. 
I'm happy. I'm so happy for this. Um, I'm very excited overall that this is happening. Um, I, I can't. I can't wait. So at this point, it's going to retail for $79.99 um, in the United States. I don't know what that breaks out to be across the board and across the seas and all that stuff. Uh, but that said, it's a good price. Comes with 21 games. So that works out to be almost $4 a game, which is much cheaper than the eShop on the Wii U and the 3DS. I believe they run about $7 a piece, give or take. So this is a this is a fair price, just like with the NES Classic, it came in at a good price. Additionally, this comes with two controllers, where the NES Classic came with one, and man, it was hard enough just to find the NES Classic let alone an additional controller. I never saw an additional controller anywhere. Now, that said, let's talk about the controllers before we jump into all the games and stuff. So Nintendo has acknowledged the Super Nintendo Classic is going to be five feet long, which is pretty good. I mean, it's a big size cord. Now, some people might get a little upset with that, but if you think back to the original, the original Super Nintendo was approximately three foot long. So this is a much better, and it's way better than the NES Classic. So that's number one. Number two is, if you look at the controllers, right, and you look at the at the Classic, at the front, it almost looks like the ports are the same exact for an original Super Nintendo. Now, it doesn't grant you or do you any justice to go back, but that does help with making extension cords. The, the thing that makes me excited about it is, the plug on an S Classic is this, right? So the Super Nintendo one is gonna be an actual Super Nintendo controller. The problem with this is, this means that this is a Wiimote setup, Wiimote nunchuck. That cord could only be this long because the memory and the, and the, um, the latency, anything longer, it would lag and you don't want that when you're playing especially when you're playing like a Mike Tyson's punch out where you got to be crisp and you got to be quick that said that's where we are um, Nintendo also came out and said we aren't providing specific numbers but we will produce significantly more amounts of Super NES Classic Edition than we did of the NES Classic that's good news right off Jump Street to just think that like okay they recognize the issue they're going to produce more that's step one, good to go. Second part, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super NES Classic Edition, is currently planned to ship from September 29th until the end of the calendar year 2017. At this time, we have nothing to announce regarding a po any possible shipments beyond the year, the year. So that said, it's kind of like the NES Classic. It's a very short window. It's a holiday item. It's That's basically what we're looking at. It, there isn't going to be this extended. They might go a little into January, but I think you could probably wrap it up not too long after that. Our long-term efforts are focused on delivering great games for the Nintendo Switch system and continuing to build momentum for that platform, as well as serving the more than 63 million owners of the N Nintendo 3DS family systems. We are offering SNES Classic Edition in special recognition of the fans who showed tremendous interest in our classic content. So that's a little worrisome to some degree because it's almost like we haven't figured out what we're doing with the virtual console yet. So this is kind of hold you over until we can get a virtual console. 
put into place, which then makes me lead to believe we're probably not going to see a virtual console until 2018. Um, I was really hoping that we would have seen a virtual console on the Switch before then, but it is what it is, and I guess we're, we're kind of stuck with the cards we've been dealt at this point. Speaking of games, though, let's take a look at the list of games that are going to hit this Super Nintendo Classic. So we're looking at Contra 3 Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, which by the way has never been released on any console anywhere, so this is kind of exciting. Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, Yoshi's Island. There's a lot of supers in there. <laughs> it's, it's like all they can name it back then. Um, <laughs> that said, there's a lot of great games on this list. Um, the one that stands out to me that I've heard a lot of people talking about today that they're wondering why I missed the list, um, Chrono Trigger. You know, you have two two big games from Square Enix, Squaresoft at the time, um, and they're they're missing Chrono Trigger. That's a big one. I would have loved to see Chrono Trigger hit this console, but that said, it is what it is. Kick one of the Kirby games away. But overall, man, the list is really solid. It, it is. It, it hits all different genres. Um, I would have loved to see the Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball in there. That's probably one game that I'm looking and I'm like, man. And the other thing is, man, Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl would have been great to see on here. Like, Tecmo Bowl was on the last one. Um, rather than Super Mario World, it would have been awesome if we would have got um, Super Mario All-Stars with Super Mario World. That way we get the upgraded look visuals of all the other games plus this one. But that said, it's neither here nor there. I love the list. I love the games. I think we're looking at a really nice console. It's going to be hard to get. Let's be honest. All right. So that said, UK already went up for pre-orders. And I think they're blowing out the doors as it is. Best Buy, as of now, via Nin Mobile News, they have posted that placeholders are up for Best Buy. So I have a feeling Best Buy might be the first one to launch pre-orders. You have to be on the look lookout. You need to follow Nin Mobile News. You gotta follow them. You have to follow them and you have to click the bell so that way you know instantaneously this is going up and you have nobody to be mad at but yourself when you miss out on it. That said, um, hopefully Nintendo fights the scalpers a little bit with this one. Man, there's some pictures of the NES Classic, like people just with a bunch of them and they're selling them for astronomical figures. Nintendo kind of incentivized them a little bit, kind of like um, made it a necessity for people to have to go to them, especially when they cut the NES Classic very short. Them basically saying, like, there's a short window. These guys are going to go out in full force. They're going to smoke them, and we have to beat them to the punch, ultimately. That is all. Thank you guys for watching this episode, man. It, it means the world. The support you guys are giving me, whew, just, man, hits you in the heart, man. You guys have been amazing amazing so humbling man I, I can't say thank you enough seriously uh for those that are following me instagram twitter check me out there uh if you like the video please click like share it with all your friends if you're not a subscriber please subscribe 
it's fun. I think. Probably not. It's okay. That is all. See me later.